It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's uh, Wednesday, March 9th, 2016, and we have 16 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have some weather coming in, uh, uh, ending up with a storm warning this afternoon through late this evening. And today we're going to talk about the rowdy weather that's headed our way and a little bit about what's happening offshore as well, which is a bit more intense even than the, the warnings that we're seeing for our local waters. But um, first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have two inbound vessels. We have five in the Astoria Anchorage and nine outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Now, some of these um, coming in, comings and goings of ships could be weather-dependent today. The Columbia River Bar is on yellow status this morning. The weather is going to worsen. And if it gets sufficiently difficult, um, we could see some ships delayed. So I'll tell you what I know so far. Uh, we have uh, our first inbounder is the Dow Treasure. She's arriving from Sacramento, California, headed for Longview's Anchorage, and she's going upriver to pick up wheat. She'll pass Astoria around 9.30 p.m., so our first inbound ship won't be until the evening and maybe arrive in Longview around 1 a.m. Uh, the Basic Brave is arriving from Japan, headed for Vancouver's Anchorage. She's also going upriver to pick up wheat. She'll pass Astoria around 9.30 p.m. and arrive in Vancouver around 3.30 a.m. on Thursday. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the uh, Andromeda, the Lowlands Kamsar, the Tiger East, the Katerina III, and the Maritime Prosperity. All of those vessels are awaiting orders, which means that uh, the pilots are awaiting their orders to take them upriver. And eventually they will go upriver and pick up cargo and head downriver like the ships I'm going to tell you about right now, which are our outbounders. Um, Sunrise Sky, heading out of Portland today with wheat, leaving around 3 a.m., maybe passing Astoria 6 a.m. outbound. The Spruce Galaxy is a tanker, could have some kind of chemical, um, uh, something on board, not petroleum, I don't think, leaving Kalama around 8 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 1 p.m. The Violet Ace is leaving Portland. She has Hondas on board. She's a car carrier then. Leaving at 3 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9 p.m. Those car carriers are very characteristic looking. They're very big and blocky and high-sided, and so it looks almost like a big floating barn. They're actually quite seaworthy, and they carry thousands of cars on board. The Elisa is leaving Longview. She's a bulk carrier with wheat on board. Leaving around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8.30 p.m. The Island Spirit is another bulker heading out of Longview. I think this one has logs on board. Leaving around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8.30 p.m. The Yuzhu Feng is leaving Kalama carrying corn, soy, or wheat around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 10 p.m. The Hyundai number 106 is leaving Portland carrying Hyundais, leaving around 6 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around midnight. The King Beans is leaving Portland carrying wheat, departing around 6 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around midnight. And the Ansac Pride is leaving Portland carrying soda ash, leaving around 10 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 4 a.m. on Thursday. Well, in our marine weather forecast, it's going to be a bit rowdy out there. We have a small craft advisory for hazardous seas in effect through this afternoon. But then this afternoon, um, things are going to escalate a bit to storm warning status. And we'll talk about what that means. Um, that's going to continue through late tonight. Um, overall in the forecast for today, southeast winds, 25 to 30 knots, gusting to 40 later on, and even 45 and even 60 knots in the afternoon. Combined seas, 18 feet the dominant period of 16 seconds between wave crests. Um, rain is in the forecast. Tonight, the, um, the seas could reach 24 feet at about 13 seconds apart. Um, so the seas are going to get higher, and the distance between them is going to get a little bit shorter. So it's going to intensify in terms of um, the, the state of the waves out there. Rain will continue in the forecast. So let's talk a little bit more um, about this. 
Weather is something I really like talking about, and also we, we do have some interesting things to talk about today. We're, you know, we're so aware of the weather here on the coast because it really does define our days, and it has an influence over our safety, and it can also be quite a wild card sometimes, especially for people in the maritime community who are actually working out on the water. But even people who live right on the coast, we're all watching the weather all the time. So you may have heard me say that weather prediction on the coast is part science and part art. It may be that way everywhere, but here on the coast, according to meteorologist Gordon McCraw, who does weather reports for Coast Community Radio and is also the emergency manager for Tillamook County, he says one reason why we never know exactly what will happen with our weather on the coast is that most of our weather data uh, and most of our weather comes to us from out on the ocean where unlike on land, there are relatively few weather instruments to keep tabs on what's happening. There are a few buoys sending information to satellites and some information from passing ships, and we do have satellite imagery, and that is an interesting way to see what's happening out there. But the amount of data we're getting about what's happening in the ocean, it, happening out there in the ocean is much less than what um, we would have in a comparable area in the, uh, on land in the United States. But back to today's weather. We are due today for winds to get up into storm force range today and tonight, and that's a bit more intense than we've been seeing lately. Small craft advisory level winds, which are 20 to 34 knots, and even gale force winds at 34 to 40 knots, that's pretty much the norm in winter months around here. A storm warning kicks it up a notch or two. Winds at that level are blowing 48 to 55 knots, and that's a lot. To compare to what we're used to on land, which is in terms of miles per hour, the numbers change. A knot equals 1.15 miles per hour. And I used a converter app and found that a storm warning means the winds are then blowing between 55 and 63 miles per hour. As far as how storm conditions affect the sea, or the sea state as weather folks say, according to the Beaufort Wind Scale, storm force conditions, which are referred to as force 10 on that scale of 1 to 12, it means that if you were out on the ocean looking out, say, a porthole or a window on the bridge of your vessel or in the cockpit of a sailboat, say, you would see very high seas up to 41 feet with overhanging crests, so breaking surf out on the ocean. The sea would be white with blown foam, water blowing off the tops of the waves and whipped into a, a kind of a topping that nobody wants to see. The seas would be rolling heavily, and you would have a very rough ride. Seasickness would be a given for many people without medication, and even with it. These winds, were they blowing consistently on land, would cause considerable structural damage. Today we'll be experiencing these storm winds in our coastal waters, but as I've learned from research and from talking with mariners who've worked on ships, conditions offshore in the areas where ships travel can be much worse. There are few things a mariner likes to hear less about the weather than the storm went safely out to sea, that expression you hear sometimes. There's nothing safe about it usually when a storm heads out to sea. It makes for an uncomfortable crossing even though most ships make it. Now, most of our storms start at sea and they are at sea before they reach us. But in general, a storm at sea is probably going to be worse offshore than it is near shore. So what's happening out there in that region offshore? Well, as you heard me say earlier, we could see 18 to 24 feet tonight in our local coastal waters. That's enough to close the Columbia River bar and halt ship traffic if things become more intense. The offshore forecast, which you can see online if you look it up, takes a look at what's happening 60 or more miles offshore. Out there, the Weather Service says this for what will be happening today. Seas building to 28 feet tonight and 32 feet tomorrow. So let's really look at that weather forecast. Let's look at the something called the significant wave height rule, 
which said that, says that forecasts at best predict the average of the highest third of the waves out there. The rule also says that the highest wave you are likely to encounter is twice the significant wave height. So if we look at the offshore forecast, we see that the forecast allows for waves of 62 feet in that area, 60 or more miles offshore, and that's where a lot of ships go when they're traveling. It always amazes me that um, we can look out the window in Astoria and see very calm conditions on the waterfront. Meanwhile, really difficult things could be happening on the Columbia River Bar, less than 20 miles away toward the ocean, and even more so way offshore. I looked at the National Weather Service weather charts for the Northeast Pacific between us and Alaska. What I saw were two low-pressure systems generating hurricane-force winds quite a ways offshore in the ocean. I wouldn't want to be on a ship out there, but I know those ships are there. In fact, we'll be seeing them arriving in the Columbia in a few days once the weather calms down. When they reach here safely and ships are able to handle some pretty difficult weather, I hope that their tired crews get to spend a little time in the river resting up before they have to go back out there. So here we are on the Columbia River with ship captains and pilots assessing the weather offshore. Mariners are forever checking weather forecasts. They are forever looking at the weather ahead of them and behind them, seeing what's ahead or what might catch up with them. So all of the ships scheduled to depart today need to make a decision. Should they go or should they stay? Will the Columbia River Bar be open to ship traffic when they get all the way downriver to Astoria? As I mentioned on yesterday's ship report, a fully loaded ship doesn't stop unless it's a dire emergency. So pilots, the Coast Guard, and ship officers will work together to try and gauge the weather so that when ships reach the bar, it's safe to cross. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website. That's at shipreport.net. Have a great day.